This is the Passion Lands A Lot of Team podcast, the top producing real estate team from New York City to the Hamptons. We bring you content week in and week out on all things real estate, finance, and lifestyle. Enjoy. What is up, everybody? This is the Passion Lands A Lot of Team podcast, and we are back for another episode um, we were just talking before the podcast. Ron just took it, it. It just, this is kind of, this wasn't planned, but Ron just took a vacation. The guy's a workaholic. <laughs> took a vacation for three nights, went away with his wife for his five year anniversary. So we thought to have some fun, what we could do is we can print out, we print out a list of uh, like tips for work life balance because being an entrepreneur, you know, trying to get a business started. And keeping it successful and making money is, it's time consuming. It's, I mean, it, it takes everything to yeah. be successful. So we thought we'd have some fun with this list and, uh, you know, and see if we can maybe get anything out of it. We'll get to the list in a minute. But first I want to tell you about what I did. So nothing special. Uh, we would have went to somewhere like super nice, like maybe a, Car- a Caribbean trip or Europe or something like that. But the reality of the situation is, is that we've got a six month old and we don't like leaving the six month old, you know, God forbid the six month old spikes a fever kind of thing. We, we don't want to be in another country or on an Island somewhere when those kinds of things happen. So a little bit of a helicopter parent situation, but we went down to Atlantic city. Now Atlantic city is probably the saddest city in the United States, okay? It is it is gross. However, I did find a gem down there that I plan on going to very often, okay? Now, are you guys gamblers at all or no? I mean, no, I'll gamble if I'm in a casino, but... Yeah, but, I mean, Paul, you no, just... You respect, Paul is definitely not a gambler. Paul no, respects the dollar too <laughs> yeah, much. Paul, what, what do you spend money on? Just tell us that. Besides <laughs> the, Anything besides, like, the necessities for life, like water and food, is there anything that you'll splurge on? Honestly, we I, have to, I, we I have don't, to break that so. in him. Yeah. Otherwise, because he's actually a perfect person for this podcast, it might turn into a therapy session. We got to get by the end of but, this podcast. We got to get Paul to where he's going to be like, okay, I'm going to go into a casino and I'm going to throw a hundred on red. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so I go down to Atlantic City, and you know, we we get comp to rooms because my my wife's family is they're they're gamblers. They live like a half an hour away from the city, so we get comp to rooms. At the Tropicana, which is disgusting. Okay, we go into the Tropicana. It stinks of smoke. I'm already sick to my stomach. My eyes turn red. And I used to smoke, too, which is weird. It's weird how when you were a smoker, you could deal with those things, and you didn't even realize that they were disgusting. And then you go into a situation where you're walking through clouds of smoke, and it's gross. So we got comp rooms there, but we, we went to the Borgata, and we went to which I've been to the Borgata many times before. It's gorgeous. And we stayed in the Water Club previously, which is, is great. But even the Borgata is starting to feel a little old. Like, if you look at, like, the carpet and, and everything's kind of tight together. Well, it is old. Well, at this point, yeah. I get, but it's still the only five-star hotel in Atlantic City until they built this new one. So this new one is not even actually new. It's It's called the Ocean, and it's literally on the ocean. But it's... I can't even explain it. It's, it looks like a New York City tower, with, that goes not only vertically high but horizontally out. 
mm-hmm. and it's got a bunch of shops and stuff. There's still actually a lot of places that it needs to fill, and supposedly, you know, it's the old Revel Casino that is now the Ocean Casino and Resort on the water, and totally different feel. Is it on the boardwalk? It's on the boardwalk, but it's floor-to-ceiling windows throughout the entire casino. There's In the casino itself, the ceilings are probably 40 feet high, and you get the full floor-to-ceiling window. So your typical casino is dark, and they want you to not know what time it is. They want you to lose track of time. This place couldn't be any further from that. Totally different. Um, it was bright. It was airy. You don't smell the smoke of everyone smoking. Mm-hmm. The slot machines are spaced out, you know, so you don't feel like you're on top of everybody. Uh, the 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 players tables are all spaced out, and then we like we toured the amenities too. You guys know what Top Golf is? Yeah, go yeah, to yeah. Top Golf. The biggest Top Golf supposedly in the world is in that casino, and it overlooks the ocean. Wow. The place is, I swear to God, I felt like I was in a Miami resort. Did you stay in a room there? No, we didn't end up staying in a room there. We're gonna go back and stay there though. That I think. Did you eat there? I ate there. How's so the food? The food's good. We actually we had a few different. So they have a ton of different restaurants within it. Um, Any big name restaurants like that people would know? Like a Bobby Flay. We had dinner at a Bobby Flay one night, which to be honest with you, it's fucking not that big of a deal. Bobby mm-hmm. Flay. What is a big I love deal? Bobby Flay. You know don't I, knock Bobby Flay. <laughs> you know what I love better than Bobby Flay? This just goes to show I I don't have a very sophisticated palate. Wahlburgers. Have you ever had a Wahlburger? No, I haven't. Heard good they were things. supposed to open up one on one ten, but they oh. ended up not doing it. Have you? It's good. No, Dude, I've never had it. I it wanted was to. fucking delicious. Who opened that? Isn't that Mark Wahlberg? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 and his family. So we we we. That's honestly the best meal I had down there. But we went down there. We had the steak, the bone-in ribeye, the whole deal. You Did know. Did you gamble? So I'm not a big gambler because I, I, I. I I have a very addictive personality. Once I get set on something, I will not stop. So if I sit down at a blackjack table and I start losing money, I go on tilt. Do you know what going on tilt means? There you go. It means I'll lose 100 bucks in 15 minutes, and then I'll go to the ATM and I'll pull out $1,000, and I'll lose $1,000 in seven minutes after I lost that first 115 That's how I am. So I actually, believe it or not, Unless I'm with friends, I'll stay away from those tables. Mm-hmm. And, dude, the fucking, and this sounds ridiculous, but the slot machines these days, have you seen them recently? No. I've dude, been to a casino in years. They're 20 feet tall, and they're 3D, and some are 4D, and they're very interactive. So you don't even need to play the games anymore. The more entertaining part of the casino is hands down, undoubtedly, it's the, it's the slots. Oh, really? I hate the slots. Yeah. Bro, hold on. I'll, t- I'll take out. I'll show you a picture. It looks like, and they've got all different themes that are actually like interesting. Like, I don't know if you watch Walking Dead or, you know, Ghostbusters. Or, I like sitting down at the blackjack table and like ordering a drink. Oh, look at that thing. Yeah, it's pretty insane. It's in, it's in, it's completely immersive. It's kind of like what we were talking about in the last podcast where you went to Disney. It, remi- it reminds me of the Avatar ride at Disney. I wouldn't be surprised if these become, you know, somehow integrated with like the Oculus Rift or something like that, or like the Vive. It's wild. Yeah, that but, looks cool. But this is a better time than than playing the games. 
and they you could do they serve you a drink while you sit at the slot machine drinks okay yeah the whole nine so we had a blast and my wife my wife could literally play penny slots for 15 hours straight can you smoke in the casinos there yeah they have smoking sides now and they Mm -hmm. have non-smoking sides which is why the ocean was that much better because the ocean ceilings Mm -hmm. the ceiling heights in that place were out of control so i guess maybe a new ventilation system or whatever it was but it totally kept the smoke away from you while you were playing yeah but so when when was the last vacation you took before that before this dude my honeymoon which was how long ago five years ago my honeymoon how yeah. does that happen? Because I get engulfed in my shit, dude. I, I whatever. I'm fucking paranoid about about making things work. That's how I am. I, I, I listen. Do I need to change that? Yes. But to that point, there's also when you start having kids, that changes the game too. Yeah. Right. You have one kid, and me and my wife, we fucking spat out three children within four years. That's a lot. It's like rapid fire fucking birthing kids i mean <laughs> so the uh, that's i think an excuse and we kind of told each other look we're done we're done having kids we're going to start enjoying ourselves mm-hmm. now so oh. whose idea was the vacation you or your wife um probably my wife <laughs> and were you like all right let's do it i'm in or did you yeah i was like look just pick a weekend and and i'll tell mike and and we'll go away so first vacation five years you're gonna go on another one so i didn't argue with my wife in four days, we had tons of laughs together. No children around. It it was like it was like who watched the kids? My in laws. My in laws don't live far, so we literally they dropped. Can, they handled all three so for when we went that back long on Sunday when we when they we must went have been like on Sunday when we went back to my in laws' house. It looked like they were. It looked like you put them both in a in the in a dryer in a laundromat. That's a lot. <laughs> they were shot. I would have thought like shot. yeah. I feel like you have to split up the kids. Like you can't give all three to one set. Like that's all. I'm surprised. Kudos to them for for taking that on. They said do it again. So uh, invitations oh. <laughs> open. Look, I gotta tell you, and huge recommendation: the ocean in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. It is unlike any casino hotel down there. It mm-hmm. Is it? The, if you read articles about it, they're struggling because they were they were previously the Revel, and the Revel got into all kinds of financial issues. And some new owner came in and bought it for like ten cents on the dollar, but the place is absolutely immaculate, beautiful, gorgeous, and they're very generous right now because they're trying to pull business away from the Borgatas, mm-hmm. the Harris, and stuff is, like but that. Isn't AC in general struggling? So I got the whole the whole history of AC while yeah. I was talking to some guy while I was down there who lived there for years, and he said Atlantic City was like a Montauk or like the Hamptons. Yeah, in the seventies and prior. What's that show? Isn't there like an HBO show? Boardwalk Empire? Yes. Yeah. It was like a hot spot. Yeah, it was a huge hot spot. And what happened was as the as of the affordability of traveling mm-hmm. got to be cheaper and more affordable, people started to get on planes and go to Florida. Really? And they and then that's when in that and then in the seventies to save Atlantic City, they opened up casinos. I was gonna say because there's no casinos in Florida, but there. Well, there's the, well, there's I've been, one, but I've been nothing, to one in like, Hollywood. Yeah, it's not like AC. Yeah, no. But what happened was, so the resort casino was the first casino to open up in Atlantic City, and so people went there literally for the beach. People went there for the beach, like it was. That's why the boardwalk gotcha. was the thing. And then they built the resort, and then it became a gambling destination. 
and then people started to build a bunch of mm-hmm. you know and then I guess then they compete with AC like Vegas like Vegas it's cheap to hop on a flight and go to exactly. Vegas so why would you go to exactly. AC exactly but I got to tell you I would say without getting on a flight and within three hours of where we are there's no better spot to go and other than like like it depends on what you're looking for right mm-hmm. but then again Atlantic City has beaches. You know, but if you want that gambling element, and the like hotel, when I go to AC, I don't even think about. It. I haven't been in a long time, but whenever I've been there, I've probably been, I don't know, between five, like seven times, maybe or something like that. Every time I go there, I don't go think, especially because we live on Long, long Island, we yeah. have beaches. I don't go and think like, oh, I'm going to AC, I'm gonna hang on the beach. I think I'm going to, to gamble, gamble, to hang out in the clubs, and get out of yeah, it. No. like go to go out to eat. Like that's what I'm going to AC for. I go every. I've gone. I. The last three years I've gone to Lang City because me, my two best friends, and my cousins mm-hmm. all have birthdays within 10 days of each other in October. So a couple of years ago when I turned 21, about uh, three years ago, um, we said, you know, let's just go to Lang City. It's easy. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a three-hour car ride. And we'll go there for two days and come back. And, I mean, now we get Airbnbs because there's 10 of us. Mm-hmm. And it's just super easy and convenient. Um, but that... Uh, that's the only place. I mean, the city, that Manhattan, so, I wouldn't want to go to. What do you guys do when you're there? I mean, they some of them gamble. I mean, we'll go out for a couple, you know, two nights, and, you know, we'll hang out. We never go to the beach, obviously, or anything, because it's mm-hmm. too cold. But, um, you know, it's just to hang out. I mean, we have we get an Airbnb, so we have the entire house. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we could... A I'm, house in AC, though, is probably it's like... right outside. It's not in Atlantic City. So when we last... Oh, so you, you, you get in a car and you drive to Atlantic City. Right, so last... So I was going to say, because otherwise it would look like something out of, like, an oh, episode it's te- of... Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, but we stay... So last year we were in Brigantine, which is maybe Brigantine. like... Brigantine, yeah. is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, I think I've played golf there once. Yeah. It's maybe course. 10 minutes. Yeah. And, I mean, we have – they and they have all – because all those houses get rented out. So they have, you know, the party bus people that come – they knock on your doors and leave you, like, flyers of mm-hmm. – you know, yeah. it's like 10 bucks for a round trip from here to the, you know, to the key, casinos. Mm-hmm. We're like, it's yeah. – like, you can't beat that. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, and it's so cheap to rent a house. So, you know, it's convenient for us. But – I mean, we have a fun time. I mean, it's easy to get away. I don't gamble, obviously, but um, but I'll watch people. Dude, I saw people, okay? You want to hear crazy. I saw guys, and I have videos of it. I could actually show you the video of it. The guy is literally, this is what he was doing. He was taking $100 out of his pocket. Mm -hmm. He was putting it in the machine. He had it on max bet, which is $5 a spin. And he was literally (laughs) just rapid fire hitting the spin button. And wouldn't even let the the spin like finish Complete. spinning. He was just hitting it, and within literally maybe eight to ten seconds, the full hundred was gone. Then he would check his text messages, and then he would put another hundred in. So like the guy, you think that guy has money or doesn't have money? I think he's crazy. I think it's like I don't know. It's I funny. feel like if you're doing that, I feel like you gotta have a lot. Like that guy probably's got a lot of money. Like who in their right mind cannot have a lot someone, of money and someone, just be doing someone that? Someone not in their right mind. That's why gambling takes fortunes down. I mean. Think about how many people have gambling issues. It seems like, like he was just doing it so carelessly, though. I feel like people have gambling issues, like when they're losing, they get in, like they can see him getting they go stressed, or they go on tilt. They need it back. It's it's that it's that thought of I'm going to hit, mm-hmm. dude. It's, it's kind of like it's it's like um, I guess you can say blackjack. I mean, it's I mean if you if you bet five dollars and you lose, and then you bet ten and you lose. You just keep going but over and over. Eventually, limits. you'll win. That's why they have limits. Right. 
So think about it. If you have uh, a two, they have like a five dollar table with a hundred dollar limit, or like a two hundred fifty dollar limit. How many times can you double your bet right. before you hit the limit, and then the casino is just pocketing the money? So there's a max limit. There is a limit. There's a max at all limit. tables, though. Yes, that's the whole point. Because I, I didn't, so I, I didn't realize that. I always thought, so I was told about playing roulette, right? Say I go play roulette, and I put down a hundred, and I, I'm black. Like say I'm just playing black or red, I put down a hundred, I lose. Like all right, I'll put down two hundred. I lose. If you just keep doubling it, eventually you're gonna win. And as long as you got like fifty grand in the bank, I mean, how many times can you double it and lose? That's why they have the max bet, right? So you get up to like, all right, four hundred, lost again, damn, eight hundred, lost again, damn. Now it's five in a row. Like, all right, it's got to hit black soon. Like, how many times? Like, if you if you have enough money to double it for like ten, fifteen in a row, uh-huh. you're so gonna win. My, my, you can't though because that because of the max bet. <laughs> Think That's about also it. So if you, if you go from five to ten, ten to twenty, twenty to forty, forty to eighty. 80 to 160. As soon as you're there. So that's what? It's like seven or eight bets in a row you have to lose. Mm -hmm. That fucking happens. But there's there's definitely a table. There's got to be a table somewhere you can go and put like 50 grand down. They have to have like a high roller section. There are. There's high roller sections. Yeah. 100%. So, Paul, is your trip a guy's trip? No, no. My my sister comes. It's me, my girlfriend's sister. There's a bunch of us. But it's, you know, it's about even. I was going to say, because if you go on a guy's trip, then it has to be like once a year, like your girlfriend's going to be like, all right, listen, where's our trip? Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we went to Cancun. It's going to be almost two years ago. And we went for, I think it was four nights. It was fun. We had a good time. and that, But it's, she she's she's busy. I'm busy. And she she always has, you know, every year she goes with her family to Woodlock, which I'll, you know, I'll go with. I went last year for like mm-hmm. two nights. What's Woodlock um, all about? Everybody I know goes to Woodlock. They, I think they like it more of the tradition. I mean, it's fun. What time of year do you go? We, the, uh, July. Yeah, July. Is there, so is there a lake? Oh, yeah. It, it, I mean, they have a whole, like, resort, I guess. And there's, you know, a lake. They do a whole bunch of games. It, it's it's fun for the family. I mean. For- to snowboard and ski too, right? In the winter or something like that. They yeah, they have different games depending on the season. Um, she well, that is Woodlock Pines. Is that the Poconos? Yeah, it's yeah the Poconos. Okay. So I mean, it's a fun time. It's you know if if you were going with your friends and you were you know in the mid twenties, it probably wouldn't be your first choice. But like for you and your kids, it would be fun. Yeah, my kids. Uh, yeah, your kids I, would love. I know it. a few people that bring their families there, and they that it's like their family trip of choice. Yeah, I mean, we have a good time. It's not, I mean, you know, it wouldn't be my first choice if I was booking a vacation, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's fun to, because I've known her for my whole life. Her brother is my best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a year younger than me, so Mm -hmm. we've known each other since we were six years old. So when we go, I mean, it's like I'm hanging out with my friends. So, you know, it doesn't make a difference to me. Gotcha. Look at you. You're like a penguin. (laughs) He's got it figured out. I'll tell you that. You know, penguins, (laughs) they meet their mate and they never leave them their whole life. So, <laughs> <laughs> off topic, but hey. So Paul, so you're you're just you're just starting to build your career. What are your thoughts on work life balance? What are your thoughts on, like, do you do you do you say to yourself like I got a plan, I got to get away, I got to plan a vacation? Do you feel like stressed out like oh I can't wait till my vac- next vacation? Where are no, you at? No, I mean it's. I mean, listen, I I think you have to. You have to have some sort of balance. Otherwise, you're just going to run yourself out. I mean, it's whether you want to say balance or just pace yourself right. I mean, it's just a matter of, 
I mean, when you're building any business, not just this, but any business in general, you have to you have to put the time in because someone otherwise someone else will and you'll just get beat out. So you have mm-hmm. to put the time in. And I mean, I don't need a week. I went away for a week one time. I think it was six nights. I went with four of my friends, my guy friends, and we went to Punta Cana and I hated it. I was gone for, <sighs> after like three days. I was like, I need to go home. I can't You're stand bored. it. Yeah, I was bored. It was too hot. Mm. I couldn't stand it. So I mean, I, when I went away for you know four nights, it was good. I, that was that was the perfect amount for me. I can't take too much time off, otherwise I just get bored. Yeah, I, I will say there is a good there is the right time frame. Like a week, a week is too long. I think you yeah. need to. And it, you can go on a trip though where it could be fifteen days long, but you have to go to like four different places. Yeah, it's got to be the right. Well, even then, it's got to be the right point in your life. I feel like where I'm at now in my life, because my dad will do that. My dad will plan a family vacation, like a cruise or something, go to Europe. And he's, you know, he's like close to retirement. He's in his 60s. He's, uh, he's so done. for him, it's like he's worked Let's his whole it. life. This is what he wants to do. Yeah. So he takes the whole family. Yeah. And I'm there and I'm like, like day seven rolls around and I'm like starting to get fidgety. I'm like, I just got to get the hell out of here. Like, not that I'm not enjoying myself, but. <laughs> Like it's just it, it just depends on where you're at in your in your life. I was like that on my honeymoon. My honeymoon, <laughs> we went to St. Lucia and we stayed in like probably the best hotel and room that St. Lucia had to offer at that time. And we were there for twelve twelve days, eleven nights, or something like that. By the time that thing was over, I mean, I just wanted to go home. I wanted to get back to it, you know. But I think that's a type A thing because I know some people who. They, Listen, listen, there's there's people who want to work and people that want to keep busy and they want to keep progressing in life. And mm-hmm. then there's people who don't care to do that and they'd rather spend their time, you know, doing some some kind of leisure activity and, and not being serious about things. And, and I don't think there's any right or wrong. It comes down to how do you want to live your life. But for me personally, I'm a type A kind of guy and – I can't, I have a hard time balancing it. Always have, which is why I haven't vacationed in five years. But well, I think there's. Go ahead. I also think. I mean, what do you count as a vacation? I mean, if you went, I, I mean, if you went away, vacation for, is you're checked out. The phone is off. Oh, you're that, gone. I mean, that's you can't in this. I mean, you can't just not not in this business. I mean, actually, I mean, maybe if you own your own business for a long time, it's on autopilot. You can do that, but not. In, but this business, but this the, you can. I mean, you I have you know you have clients who call, want to call you all the time, and you can't say. I mean, the whole point is they're selling their the most valuable asset they'll ever own in their entire life, and you're saying, yeah, call me in five days. I'm I'm busy now. Like yeah, you what can't would you do? do that. I mean, what would you do if you hired an agent to sell your house, and every weekend they were away? Well, that's fire then. Yeah, one like if you're an agent like that. You can't when you go away. You have to have someone to help you out. So if, if you're on a team, that's great. But if you're not on a team, you got to have someone like you're close with. Like, hey, I'm away for a week. Can you handle my business? But that's that seems really hard. So you probably do it at times a year where most people, like you go Fourth of July week or Christmas week. You do it at times a year where you know it's going to be super slow. And if you get a call or two, you figure maybe I'll get you still get a few calls, then, but yeah. you can manage it. Yeah, but. I also think there's a di- so there's a difference between work life balance and going on vacation. So for me, I don't need to go on vacation to like decompress or, or like, like I spend I probably spend at least two hours in the car a day just mm-hmm. driving across Long Island. So for me, like my time to just chill and clear my mind is in the car. 
put on other podcasts, listen to the music, whatever it is, and I just zone out. I don't have to think. I'm in the car driving. See, that's good though. But what work life balance meaning? So I, I guess my definition might be a little different than yours. My definition is when you could check out and spend time with your family. So that yes, that that's the definition I have. But for me, so I go on vacation. I look forward to vacations, not to get away from work, because I could I I I, I relax in the car. I go home, I'll stay up, I'll stay up later than I should, I'll know I'm going to get less sleep than I should, but I'll, I'll sit in bed or whatever and I'll decompress for an hour and sit. So for me, I, I don't go on vacation to decompress or get away from work. I go I go on vacation nowadays to exactly spend, spend time, time with my family. family, spend time with my kids, create memories, you know, that type of stuff. That That's for me what a vacation's for. Right, I agree. I totally agree. But for you, Paul, vacation's probably to get away, right? I mean... No, I... I- I think I'm kind of more in line with what Paul's you Paul doesn't even know what he's doing. See, when, I was, like, when, I was, you know when I was in Paul, when I was Paul's age, I didn't give a, a shit about anything else but making money. Because I don't, I don't. Need, I was an extremist, though. You don't have to be that. I'm not one of like I can't. I These mean, are listen, the best I, years of your life, <laughs> easily. But, but yeah, but listen, I mean, it, I mean, listen. Everyone obviously, like you said, you need some time to decompress. I mean, no matter what. I mean, even. I mean, you can go and go and go and go, and you know, maybe I have some more energy than another person. But at some point, you're gonna need. All right, I need to take a, like a break for a second. Yeah. But I really, I mean, listen, if I, I mean, I when I go to the gym in the morning, you know, I mean, uh, or even at night, like I could, I can come home, you know, after I go home and I'll eat dinner, and about forty five minutes or so, I'm, you know, or an hour, I'm good again. Like I'm good after that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I'm relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Well. A lot of it is, listen, you're single. Well, you're not single. You're dating, but you don't have and you don't have kids. When you have a wife and children, the dynamic totally oh yeah, it's totally changes. different. You have to make sure your marriage stays intact because a lot of people lose their marriage to their work. It's a fact of life. That's why we're talking about this right now. Um, well, also if and, you're if you're stressed out. Because like what's going on at home, it carries over into your work. Like you're stressed out at work, you're not thinking clearly. Both things clearly. have to be right. If your if your married life is not on good ground, your work is going to suffer. If your work is suffering, it might trickle into your home. And to balance that, and make sure each stays healthy and happy is a very difficult thing to do. Secondarily, when you have children, it's very concerning that they're going to grow up and you're not going to be there for it because you're too caught up in this. You know what I mean? So that's where the other piece of the work-life balance comes. That's where you have to pause and you have to get away from it. Because, <clears throat> you know, I look at my four-year-old now and I feel like time has just fly- flown by. I mean, yeah. I, re- I look back at pictures sometimes in my iPhone going back four years and I'm like, oh my God, like time flew. And then you look at your six-month-old and you go, oh, my God, time's going to fly with her, too. i got to, like, really pay attention. I really got to remember these moments and stuff like that and give it its time. So while we're at it and while we're trying to, you know, figure this out, why don't we burn through this list? Yeah, let's uh, have some fun with it. What does it say? 20 tips for maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Tip number one is play to your strengths. Don't try and be all things to all people. Focus on your strengths and outsource the others. If you're not a whiz at accounts or graphic design, outsource them instead of wasting time. Totally agree with this. So the outsourcing piece. I don't cut my lawn. I don't clean my house. I have a cleaning lady. 
although my wife stays at home, she should probably clean the house. But <laughs> but outsourcing things, right? Having other people do your laundry, any kind of activity that you can give to a third party to do so that you could use that time to be with your family when you're home instead of doing those things, I think that's important. You agree? Yeah. Yeah, you only have so much time. So if, if there's stuff that someone else can take care of just as good as you or better than you, don't let them do it and use your time to do something else. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I think is you got to do that stuff. I've heard of people going so far as like, you know, having closet uh, organizers, of people mm-hmm. that like your closet gets dirty at the end of the week, the person stops by your house. You can basically want to do anything yeah, if you want to. Yeah, it's insane. That's, sec- that seems crazy, but okay. Yeah. Prioritize hey, if you got the money. Yeah, I've seen it. I see it in those, those emails, those element emails. Prioritize your time. You may have a to-do list with 50 tasks on it, so you need to prioritize those tasks into four categories. They are urgent and important, important but not urgent, urgent but not important, neither urgent nor important. I have never made a freaking list in my life. No. (laughs) That's an obvious one, prioritize. People do that automatically. Yeah, yeah. Know your peaks and trows. Are you a morning person? If you are, assign tough, high-concentrated tasks in the mornings. Don't leave the tough tasks until it is nighttime and vice versa. I'm not a morning person. You're a morning person? I don't know. I see, I see what they mean. I mean, I, I'm i a bit of – I am. See, that that's why if I don't go to the gym, like, at least in the morning, doesn't have to be the second I wake up, but at least some sort, you know, before, like, noon. I used to before, you know, when I was in high school – I mean, my friends would go to the gym at like six o'clock, six thirty, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and there's no way if I come home from work or something, no way I'm going to the gym at six o'clock. Just no shot. Mm. I can't do it. I yeah. just won't go. See, I'm not a morning person at all, and I've tried that route, like waking up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, and by one, two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm I'm toast. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an anything person. I don't like this one though. What does this have to do with work life balance? Because you because. If you wake up early, a lot of people talk about oh, waking okay. up at four thirty in the morning and mm-hmm. banging out ten tasks before seven a.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. not me. It could maybe it could be. It could be no, definitely <laughs> not. Uh, plot some personal time when a person uh, when personal issues arise. It could be tempting to bury yourself in your work. Don't do it if you don't make time for your personal life, your me time, including your family and your health. You won't have a business to go back to. I guess this goes back to what we were talking about with, you know, your personal time being important. And if that's not on good, stable ground, then your business is going to be shot. Just block it out. Block it out. Like you told your wife. All right, book a weekend. Have, have set work hours and stick to them. I don't believe you could do that. It's no. tough in today's day, in today's world. You're, everyone's always connected on these phones. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, I've gotten text messages and phone calls at 10 o'clock, 1030 at night. I'll say what's better is I've set times like, all right, I'm going to put my phone down for an hour. Like if you're home doing something yeah i'm not gonna look at it like that's that's more realistic yeah yeah um make your workspace for you working for yourself does tend to require long hours not so much downtime so invest in equipment that will support you that includes getting a comfortable chair ergonomic keyboard support stand for your laptop etc we got those uh the very desks Mm -hmm. very important right you got to stand sometimes you got to be comfortable with what you're doing a lot of people end up in i mean if you go into these real estate offices they look like a bomb hit them you know what i mean (laughs) so who the hell wants to work in those on those small little computers with one screen etc uh 
Tap into technology. Instead of driving to a meeting, use Skype conferencing technologies like GoToMeeting, but remember to switch them off. I actually have interesting insight on this. So a lot of automated systems and CRMs mm -hmm. where they're sending automatic emails and text messages and things like that. If your business is not automated to a certain degree on the prospecting side, number one, you're never going to be able to keep up with it all because it's just too much to keep up with. And number two, think about how much more time consuming that is, right? Yeah. So when you set up those automated systems, how much time are you giving back to yourself as a realtor and how many more people are you touching as a result? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, make exercise a must do, not a should do. It's easy to cancel the gym, the evening run or the yoga class because the client wants something done yesterday. Instead, ensure exercise is given as much of a priority as your clients in making money. A healthy body means a fresh mind, which means you will function better and complete tasks in less time. I agree with that 100%. You got to get to the gym. You don't go to the gym, though. No, it's tough. I mean, for me to go to the gym. You're the it's, power it's, tower guy. It's 20, it's at 20 to 30 minutes just to drive there and back. So if, you're gonna, if, the, if the commute is 25 minutes and I'm going to work out for an hour, it's an hour and 25 minutes. <clears throat> when do I have an hour and 25 minutes, honestly? I don't. Most people are busy. Yeah, so, but, but how much better would you feel if you had a consistent five-day-a-week work ethic? So what I do that. is I bought a power tower, and it's <laughs> in my house. Called? Is it called? Or is that it Google, go it? on Google or go on Amazon and type in power tower. That's amazing. And it's in my house, and I'll do – every day I'll do pull-ups, push-ups. You could do, like, leg raises, dips. And then when it gets nicer out, I'll start going for a run too. So literally in the time I can work out in the power tower would have been the time just driving there and back, let alone the actual workout at the gym. So I could do the power tower plus like a 20-minute run and it's 40 minutes. It's nothing. Yeah. You got to have a gym in your house though to do that. That's well, I have a gym in my house. It's, it's literally a power tower. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's in your bedroom. Um all right, Paul. What do you think I about that? I have to go. If I don't go, I mean, I'm I don't I don't go seven days a week. But if I don't go five days a week, four I go five days a week. But if if I don't go, I mean, I I feel terrible. See, I if just, I don't go to the gym, I think I start getting like heart palpitations. What do you guys do at the gym though? You like lifting weights? You running? I'm lifting. I, so when I go to I the like gym, running. you don't run. I I I I'll run on the treadmill if I have to, but I'd rather run outside. You have like to get your summer. heart. You have to get your heart rate up. Yeah, yeah. So however you do that it doesn't matter whether it's on the the treadmill, the bike, the stairmaster, whatever. I personally use the stairmaster. I love that thing, where the stairs just keep coming at you. And I'll do that for at least twenty five minutes, sometimes as long as like forty minutes. And I lift before I do that. And I'll, I, I mean, I lift like a meathead. I have to change all that. I just never lifted any other way. Well, I was going to ask, like, I guess what do you guys do? Like, you guys looking to build muscle, like improve your cardio, just overall be healthy? I health? just want to feel good. I feel like if you feel like you're strong, I mean, I don't know. Call, call me So crazy. for you, lifting like a meathead as you When I it. feel strong, I'm confident. Mm -hmm. When I'm throwing around a lot of weight, I'm confident. Yeah. And when I, you know what I mean? And it, it just it just gives me a different level of being sure of myself, I guess. And I, I feel like I need that. When I don't have it, it's like a self-reinforcing, uh, like, sluggishness that I mm -hmm. get. Like, every day is harder and harder to get back to that. And then when you get in, you're like, why did I ever, you know, talk myself out of this every yeah. day? It's like, it's weird. But your mind definitely does try to talk you out of it every time. You well, my mind feels better 
Like if I if I'm not working out, my mind would be like, um, like not like I'm sick or something, but I, I'm more con- my mind gets concerned about my health because I'm, I'm I guess I have like a little bit of white coat syndrome or I don't know what it oh, is. Yeah. Versus if I work out, I feel like right, I'm healthy. It's like one less thing on my mind. I'm feeling good, and you do feel much better. Maybe that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Same kind of concept. Right? Definitely, like, I agree with that. Like you, like you get that like a sharp pain in your chest, and you're like. Pfft. Yeah, I went so, to the gym five days a week. Yes, I'm fine. if I'm not working out and I get a sharp pain in my chest, I'm having a heart attack. I'm going through. I'm going through like heart failure. If I'm working out and going to the gym or running and I get that pain, like yeah, I would have had a heart attack yesterday at the gym if I, if something was wrong. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Same thing. Take time to make time. Invest in time tracking tools. There are plenty of tools you can use to track everything from the frequency and duration of meetings to chasing and converting leads. Time tracking software allows you to quickly build an understanding of how long your particular task takes. That way you can effectively estimate how long your ne- uh, next work task will take. So I've heard a lot about this. I've heard a lot about, but you need like a secretary to do it. They time block. There are people that have every minute of their day in 15-minute blocks. That requires such discipline, though. Yeah, 15-minute time blocks. You know who talks about it? Joshua Smith, the guy in Arizona. GSD mode, he has his day broken down into 15 minutes. So does Ryan slots. Serhan, I think. He does the same thing uh-huh. or, or the 15 or 30 minutes. Every appointment, he has every appointment, and it's every 15 or 30 minutes, appointment, appointment, appointment. That's how he does Here's it. Here's what I don't understand, though. How many times have you been in an appointment thinking that you're going to be in and out of there in 15 minutes? You can't. And you it can't. lasts it's an insulting. hour and a half. You can't, yeah. I don't like that. See, I don't like that one because you, so it requires – it requires like a lot of willpower and just mental focus to do that. And you only have so much, like I'm sure you've heard like willpower is a muscle like anything else. And you can, you know, it, it, it gets fatigued the more you use it. So if you're going to like take the willpower, okay, I'm going to plan out the next, like just to plan that out is like exhausting in my mind. And then to actually stick to it is even more exhausting. I feel like by the time I, I just did those two things, like that's it. My and, willpower is fatigued. And how and how much anxiety would you get doing two things for too long, and then you just skipped over two things yeah. that now you got to bring back to the front yeah. because they lasted. The first two things lasted too long. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's like actually exactly, supposed to, if something's gonna last long, you're supposed to be like that's it. I only got fifteen minutes. I'm sorry. Then like what? You leave it unfinished and you're gonna come back to it. Yeah, Stupid. I, don't, I, I, I mean. There are very high-functioning people that do that. I personally couldn't do it. I would just work longer, figure it out. Um, know and nurture your network. Prioritize growing your network and have a structured lead conversion program in place so you can track time and cost involved with growing your network. Uh, that's kind of like your drip emails, your your newsletters and stuff like that that go out to your database kind of thing, right? That's yeah. cultivating your network. This one I like, do what you love. Uh, make time for something you love other than work and give it t- the time it deserves. It will energize and refresh you and enable you to nurture your creative thought that is essential to every business owner. What's your hobby? Um, I'll go to the gym. I used to play soccer all the time, but I stopped playing because I just didn't have the time to do it. But but no, I'll, that's, that's really it. I mean, I, hobbies or... To me, I feel like they're. How do I explain this? <laughs> it's. I I feel like when you say, if if your hob if your hobby that you do is like something that you have to put all this work into trying you know to accomplish, it's like 
It's really not worth it. I mean, I love working. I love what I do. So, I mean, I, I don't need to. This is I mean, sort th- of your this, hobby. Yeah, this, is, this yeah. is my hobby. I don't need to go out and say, oh, I need to dedicate, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. I got to go play golf. Like, but I are there things that, that you want to do more of? Like, not a hobby, but things you're interested in? No, like, I mean, I, I, anything I want to do, I'll make time to do it. I, I don't, I'm not lacking on anything that I, you know, on something I want to do. But, you know, if, this is, that's why the whole reason of starting your own business. I mean, that's why I do believe, you know, the people that say like that cliche saying of, if you love what you do, you'll never work. I mean, I do kind of believe in that because you don't. That's definitely you, true. You know, you don't really think of it like, oh my god, I gotta go to work today and I gotta go do this. I, see, I don't, I don't think about that. Like, yeah. this is just yeah. it's on autopilot now. Yeah. So I go in and out of hobbies. I bought guns like five years ago. Remember, I was buying guns. We were, I was going trap and skeet shooting all the time. I golfed for a little while. Joined a country club. Did that often, and then. One thing, though, that's always been kind of consistent, I know this sounds like something that would come out of a two-year-old's mouth, although you wouldn't know that based on today's world with Twitch and everything, but always been into video games. Oh, I love it. And, and always been into technology. Like, I love building computers. Yeah. I love building computers, uh, and I want to build another one soon. But building computers, playing a game, and getting immersed in that, and kind of just forgetting about life around is is a, is a is a really cool thing which actually brings me to my next thought of something cool that I want to discuss have you guys ever been in um one of those rooms um what are they called escape room escape rooms anybody no. ever been in them no I've, I've actually always been interested so dude they're i might cool. start popping up at escape rooms all over they're all Island. you see them all over i drive yeah, by cool. They are so cool. So, okay, I'll tell you a little bit about, about our it. escape room experience. It's me, my wife, and six strangers that we just met mm-hmm. when we went to the escape room. Do they serve you drinks in there? You could bring drinks. You could go drunk. But you don't want to go drunk. You want to go focused because these things are way more difficult than you think they are. Yeah, how difficult could it be? My, I feel like I'm an adult. Like, if you lock me in a room there's as an different, adult. I think there's different levels. Two to five percent success rates. I don't get it. It's hard. So, so All right, keep going. So we, we, we get locked in this room, okay? Eight people. Four of them don't speak English. All right. They're all Spanish. So right there, we got to strike against ourselves. Very difficult. Communication issues. Communication issues. And you have to communicate with people to get through this. But, dude, when I tell you so like- So they lock you in a room. How big is the room? Uh, 10 by 10. And it's literally just one room. It's a room, and the way it worked was my wife and two other people were locked behind a cage. Like you could see them, though. You could see them, and it was like it was like a casino cage. Like, but the, like they're it, trapped, or they have their own activity to do in there? So they have to do things to get out of there, which then allows them to come into the next room, which is where we were, where we were unlocking But you could things. see them. And, dude, it gets very high level. Like, So is it— there so was I, I want to show this. So is it one room or it's multiple rooms that are like? It's one room divided into two by a cage. And like, what's in the room? It's a casino cage. So, so the way it works. So it's was, like a mock casino, like a roulette table. You walk in the room, and to the right was the cage. But what I what I mean by a casino cage is it'd be the person that was collecting the, oh, like ca- the, the chip, collecting the chips, 
giving you the cash. So they're locked behind. That's the divider. And there's all kinds of stuff back there. Like what? Like is it like set up like clues a, like and an computers? Office? Yeah, com- you have to go into the computer and input certain codes. Oh. The codes spit out like phone numbers, and someone on the other side of the room has to get on the phone and dial that phone number. And then you have to go in. The way it ends, dude, is you're getting a, a pin number for an ATM that's in the middle of the room, and you have to go into the ATM, plug in the pin number, hit enter, and it spits out a card to get out of the room. So did you guys succeed? No. We, no. We got like 70% of the way there. And honestly, the reason was because there was a language barrier, you know, and they were making everything a mess. And I was trying to do every, you know, trying to take, do everything the way it was supposed to be done. But easily one of the coolest things I've ever done. Totally advise you do it. But you mm-hmm. got to do it with people you know and people you can, you can communicate with. But anyway... So is it like do you actually have to figure stuff out, or is it like totally have to like the computer's out. there? You type in stupid shit to the computer. No, like like for instance, like how do you know what to type in the computer? Like I opened up a locker, I unlocked the locker, and then in the locker was a walkie-talkie, and I'm looking at the walkie-talkie, and I opened up four lockers before it, and on each inner door of each locker I opened was Morse code, and the Morse code which was read off of the walkie-talkie, but the Morse code was like millimeters big, like so small you couldn't even see it. The Morse code, if you translated it down the lockers, was the code for the last lock. And I sat there for like 10 minutes staring at the... staring at the. Uh, so the walkie-talkie was like, you didn't even need to do anything with it. There, No, there was Morse code on it that you had to use from the previous doors that you opened. But you didn't actually like punch in... No, the there was A B C D E F G H J K L M O P Q R X T U Z W X Y Z, and then next to it was Morse code that was written on the lockers, mm-hmm. and zero to nine was on it too. So you had to combine both things into the last locker code. Very difficult. Yeah. Very very. Difficult. I'd be interested to do that. It's very. It's a way harder than you think. I want to. I want to do that. And then at the end, they tell you how to do it. So they they unlock all the all the different things. They do it what in like five minutes. They're like, do you have any questions for me? And we're like, how did you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? And then they just kind of walk you through the steps. How long does it take? An hour. That's cool. One hour. They lock you in there for an hour, and the time just flies by. I like solving problems, so I feel like very cool. Very cool. Uh, Do what you love. Make time. Oh, we already did that. Be realistic. At the end of each working day, perform a little self analysis. Ask yourself uh, what you worked today, what you didn't, what went wrong, and how you can how the issue can be fixed. Remember that there are thousands of businesses just like yours learning uh, the same lessons every day. Don't forget to tap into the valuable resources around you, your peers, for help. Uh, it's ridiculous. Be realistic. It's a that's a that's a dangerous one because you gotta you gotta set high expectations if you want to achieve something great. You gotta, I think you, you gotta should, push it. Yeah, I think you gotta be doing unrealistic things to achieve them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, step out. Uh, it says working for yourself can get lonely. So schedule some phone calls or coffee time with like-minded business owners to discuss ideas and offer each other support. That I like. I think That's not cool. like work-life balance. That's just more work. No, but how, how nice is it to get on the phone with a buddy and have a little bitch session yeah. about life? <laughs> I, got, I, <laughs> right? got people, yeah, I got people I do that with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what that means, right? So you get on the phone, you complain, and the next thing you know, you hang up the phone, you go, all right, I feel better. I'm ready to get back at it. Did you do that with Paul with anyone? No. No, I don't do that. Get get a business coach. Find the cash for a business coach. Next, no. You don't like that? Oh, yeah. Dude, 
almost every realtor in this business who's high functioning has a real estate coach. That's how well, Mike a Ferry real, right, a business. real estate coach is different. That's, that's how is that any different than a business coach? Same thing. I don't know, like if the business coach is so successful, why does he have some successful business? Agree. Like agree. Business agree. coaching can't be that. Agree. I don't know. Totally. I so I totally agree. But in watching like, in watching the Real Geeks episode with Barker, mm-hmm. you know, or Greg Harrelson or something like that. Greg Harrelson's a coach. It's what he is. Those guys. I mean. They're some of the top producing agents in the country. Well, there's different like someone who's who's a coach to make you better on the phones or better overcome up to overcome objections or to give a better sales pitch like that. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. That's coaching to increase your skills. Like coaching on it how to run a business. I don't know. Well, think about it. So remember Howard Stern? Who'd he hire? That girl. To do what? You never heard about this? Artie, so Artie Lang left the show, obviously, mm-hmm. and Artie Lang's got all kinds of issues. And supposedly Howard Stern hired this girl to keep his show, to run it like a Tonight Show, so that he could get higher-end guests. Mm-hmm. And she was essentially a business coach. She came into his business and kept it all clean. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's someone helping to take, that's take a, on yeah, stuff for yeah. you. I don't know. All right, I guess it depends on the definition of a business coach. Yeah, yeah. Um... Meet clients halfway, literally. Don't always agree to meet a client in their office. Instead, meet halfway, perhaps at a cafe or restaurant. This will save you the time and energy. doesn't really help in our business because we have to go to their houses, right? Yep. So we're all over the island. Manage your mind. When fear or self-doubt or anxiety creeps in, do some work on your mental health, such as meditation or reading a business book. Alternatively, spend time with someone who will lift you up and support you. It's like the same. I feel like they were it's the same thing as the other thing that we just so said. So you are transcendental meditation licensed, right? Well, I, don't know. I wouldn't say licensed. Whatever the hell I took the course. Okay. I paid them. <laughs> okay. Does meditation work? I have never done it long enough to... Yeah, I think the answer is yes. I've never actually done it long enough and consistently enough. I actually just started doing it again recently. But yeah, I think it's important to... You want to be mentally... It's, it's the same thing as like the physical health. You want to be mentally and physically healthy, you know? So, yeah. You got to take that time. Work on your mind. I read a lot of books like that. Like, I just got done with the David Goggins book. Mm-hmm. Although David Goggins is a little much. I mean, that He's guy's, a maniac. The guy's got story after story after story, and all he does is run and run and run and run. And he's just fucking nuts. But I get it. You got to have a tough mind. He And his message throughout the whole book is you have to callous your mind. Like, you're callousing your hands from yeah. lifting weights. Callous your mind. It's got to be impenetrable to the point where it can't be influenced to be negative. Or throw you off course. That's the that's if you want to run three hundred miles in like in twenty hours. But the same the same laws apply to business. How many times are you told no? You know, how many times yeah, yeah, how yeah. many people quit after the fifth no when the sixth or seventh no would have got them that next deal? You know what I mean? So that's I get, true. I get that. I get that. And that's why that's why I do believe that and I do stay up on those books. Um so what are the keys? This list, this list was cool. I mean, what would you say? Listen, you have a family, you work. What would you say? Like, is just you know, sewing up. Like, what are the keys to work life balance? Um, you have to make sure your wife's happy. You have to make sure your kids are growing up happy. You have to make time for your wife. You have to make time for your kids. You have to keep yourself in a good mental place in order to do that. And sometimes I think an open line of communication between you and 
your wife is very important. She has to understand why she's, why, why you're doing what you're doing, what the mm-hmm. end goal is, what you what you're trying to achieve, and why things are the way they are. And you guys both have to be in agreement. You know, I mean, for me, me and my wife knew before we got married what kind of life we'd be living, and we're living exactly to the T that kind of life. Mm-hmm. The only thing that that could make it better and easier for her would be if her mother was a little bit closer. That's so that's another thing. If the if the wife wants to live close to her mother, do it. Huge key to success because for some reason women just they they need their mother if they're raising the kids. Um but that that's it, man. Open line of communication with your wife, spend time with your kids, spend time with your wife. Make sure the relationship stays intimate because that could, you know, as you get busy with life, the intimacy can go away. You could be like two sailing ships in the ocean in opposite directions, you know? Um, basically, it's it's basically just having a healthy relationship with your spouse. But, like if, but think about in our business, dude, how many times are we having forced relationship, forced conversation with people all day and then we go home and we want to sit there and do nothing mm-hmm. and your wife hasn't well, talked it's, to, it's work. your wife hasn't talked to anybody all day because she's with kids. Mm-hmm. So all she wants to do is talk to you and you don't want to talk. And that's where it begins. So Paul, do you have do you have trouble like work work life balance? Like I, I would imagine like you really don't have much trouble at this point. No, I don't at this point because my girlfriend's the same way. I mean, she's in grad school, so I mean, she's so she's, she's like she's studying, doing just she's as much busy, work yeah. as you know when she's not at she's school. Got her when own she's own She has her own stuff she has to yeah. do. So that's why you what know. you're doing now, putting in the time now that it takes to build it up. Is the smartest thing you can do. And my sister uh, and my girlfriend and my parents, they're they're best friends. I mean, I think my sister and her hang out more than I hang out with her. I mean, <laughs> they go out all the time to, you know, to country concerts and things like that. So that 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 helps, I guess. You know, it's yeah, it's better like that. But but yeah, I, I she knows what I'm you know I'm doing. She knows she's well aware and she, she's she's cooperative with it. I mean, she's not it's not forced on her. Mm-hmm. She she's mm-hmm. well aware of beforehand. She knows how I am, so yeah, that's good. That's exactly how you gotta you gotta intertwine them in your family so that when you're not there, they're still occupied. Best way to do it. And and you try. I mean, listen. When and then when you're not at work and you're it's at night in your home, you you do. I mean, listen. If you do whatever you have to do to, you know, if it's like you said, if you if it's put your phone down and you and it's when you are with them, even if you're with them for an hour. And you just don't answer a call for an hour. Yeah. Being like, present, you know, like being yeah. present yes. when you're Pre- there. Yes, because a lot of times I'll be home and I'm not present because yeah. my mind's in a million places. And then yeah. it's like, well, you might not, have, you might, as, you might, might as not have, you might a, has, you might as well not even not have been home. home. Yeah, yep. And plus, look at the end of the day, what are you doing it all for? Right, you got to yeah. remember why you're doing it all. So you got to make time for that stuff. And and nothing's promised. I mean, how many times do you hear a story about someone? in their thirties and their twenties that get sick, God forbid, but still you don't your your time here is not permanent. You're not gonna be young. It's not guaranteed. For, you're not gonna be young forever. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta stop and enjoy it. Uh few quick things. Three D printed homes are coming to the US. Have you ever seen this before? No. I've s- a 3D printed home now. 3D printed homes. So, dude, what they do is there's a big 3D printer and it lays cement and they program into a computer the house. I've seen that. And it literally just lays cement. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that actually. Okay. They're bringing that to the US and they're saying it could drive construction costs down like 40%. 
Yeah, for like your standard cookie cutter home, definitely. Yeah, that's. I guarantee you that becomes a huge thing in lower end neighborhoods or areas of the country. That I mean, even higher end. I guess if you can, if you can program, you could do anything. At some point, at some point, they'll be able to. But I think, I think they'll always be the architects and, and the builders and stuff like that. Um, Theo Vaughn. So Theo Vaughn is a is a comedian that we saw down in Atlantic City, and the guy is drop dead, absolutely hysterical. He's got. He's got a podcast. He's on the King and the Sting with Brendan Schaub, and he's got his own podcast. But this guy's from Louisiana. He has a mullet, and <laughs> I was la- I was belly laughing for an hour and a half listening to this guy. It was amazing. Um, Forbes billionaires. This 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 just this made me crazy. Paul, how many billionaires do you think there are in the world? Billionaires would it be? Maybe a hundred. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's twenty two hundred and eight, two thousand two hundred eight oh, really? billionaires in the world. Guess how many millionaires there are in the world? It's got to be tens, of, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands at least. Tens of thousands. There's thirty six million. Mm. <laughs> Is there? There's thirty six million millionaires. It's not that much to be a millionaire nowadays, though. No, but that still to have though, a that, I didn't. I mean, it doesn't even. Con- it doesn't even like. Con- it doesn't compute in my brain that there's this many. Think about it though. Think of how many like luxury apartments are in Manhattan. Think of how many y- like yachts people are buying, private jets, like properties in Dubai, London, Tokyo. You know, like there's so this. You know, who's buying all this stuff? There's not. If there's not 36 million millionaires, then where? What the hell's going on? I know. I know. Just thought that it was a statistic that blew my mind when Forbes came out there. They're billionaire. You know, list two weeks ago. Um, outside of that, the only thing to report is we launched a new website. Uh, the quick, easy address to get to our website is www.pl-team.com. Um, we put a lot of hard work into this thing. It looks really nice. We've got some good content on there with the wealth report and everything. Uh, so go ahead and check it out. Um, but outside of that, I got nothing else for you. Very bleak few weeks here. Boring outside of our little vacations. I would My, say boring. I would just say business as usual. Business as usual. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Mike, you got anything to add before we close this thing out? No, nothing. Paul? No, I'm good. No. All right, guys. Well, that, that I think that's our... Seventh n- or eighth? eighth? I think it's our ninth. I think ninth? it's our... I think it's our ni- I could be wrong. Eighth or ninth podcast... Uh, we're wrapping it up here. Uh, if you guys want to buy or sell real estate in the New York metropolitan, Long Island, Hamptons area, please give us a call. Our phone number is 516-888-9711. That's 516-888-9711. Our email is info at pl-team.com. That's info at pl-team.com. And don't forget to visit our new website. It's www.pl-team.com. Uh, Have a nice day. Take care. Bye.